Tyreek Hill has been traded from Kansas City to Miami. When Tyreek Hill left the roster, I put Kansas City third in the AFC West. They have two ones, two twos, two threes, two fours, and four sevens in this draft. That's a lot of picks. Brett's building this thing back uh, to where we feel comfortable so that we can go win on Sundays. Hello and welcome to this week's Arrowhead Abroad podcast. We're back from our extended summer hiatus. Um, we would have been back last week, but technical issues meant you missed out on the best 50 minutes oh, well, yeah. uh, that we'd had for the past few weeks. Tonight I'm joined by Tomo. Tomo, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. That was just pre-season, Neil. It's just pre-season. It's just ironing yeah. through the kinks, you know, yeah. just, you know, just working on some things. Yeah, we were, yeah. We were just testing out some new, new like, tactics on the computer, yeah. and, uh, yeah, we ended up with an echo. <laughs> and, and we learned that you have to wear headphones when we're recording this. Yes, yes, we did. Yeah, we did. Um, so, how are you, Tomo? Long time no see. Yeah, no, I'm very good, thank you. I kind of, it, it's been a weird one, because it, it feels like there's NFL all year round now. Yeah. Like I used to, I used to feel like, oh, there's like a like a really quiet two three months, whereas it just feels like there's been news the whole off season. I don't know whether it's because we've had a bit of a kind of like our most most turbulent off season in a while, or it's it's. But I'm ready. I'm ready to go again. I am. How about yourself? I'm looking forward. We play on Saturday evening at six o'clock. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking forward to wasting my last hour in work on Saturday because I don't finish till seven. Uh, watching the Chiefs game, I will find a, a stream of it somewhere and make myself a cup of tea and put my feet up and do nothing work-wise. Uh, so I, I'm immensely looking forward to that, I must say. Although Man United play um, Brentford at the same time, so I might have to split screen that. Although, to be honest, I don't really want to watch United at the moment, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I'll just concentrate on the Chiefs for now. Yeah. Um so we have just finished recording uh, an interview. We had a special guest on today. Um and so I think what we'll do is I'm going to drop that audio into our podcast now and we will chat a little bit on the other side. So here is our special guest. OK, so now we're joined by a special guest this week to get us back into the swing of things. Uh, we have Yahoo Sports NFL. You're not senior NFL correspondent, I think, Senior NFL writer works. I'll take whatever yeah, title you want to give me. Though. That's yeah, fine. Okay. I just write. I just write a lot every day. I don't. Don't stop to think about my title too much. Yeah, we're following the footsteps of um, Terrace here and of Charles, who both, um, as Yahoo's writers, made appearances on the show. Um, I asked Frank to come on because he has done. I, I keep seeing them referred to as power rankings, and I kind of feel that does him an injustice because. There are like 32 in-depth scouting reports, really. I mean, how long does each of those take you? They they take a while. I mean, they I start researching right after the draft, really. I don't want to do research before the draft because you guys know the draft changes everything. Like it, So as soon as the draft is done, I spent most of May just researching each team. And then when I write, when I get down to writing, I'll spend a, a good solid day on each team. Like it's, you know, it, it, it takes a while. I try to, as I'm writing, rewatch some old games and all that kind of stuff. So the team previews are awesome because you know why it, it means football's close. It means, Hey, we're getting close to the season. We're getting close to football being back. And I know we all love that. We're, we're playing on Saturday, Saturday tea time, six o'clock Saturday tea time for us. Uh, and I am looking forward to it immensely. I mean, work actually until seven. So I have to find a, a stream of it and watch the, 
the first quarter in work and see how that goes down uh, and then try and find a radio stream for the journey home. Um, so your, your power rankings, which people can find on sports.yahoo.com, NFL, um, Google Frank Schwab power rankings and you'll find it because that's where I found it today. So I was looking through your rankings and I... I gave each of your teams a score. So the team you've ranked first, I gave 32 points. And the team you've ranked second, I gave 31. And so on and so forth. And then stack them together into divisions and conference. Um, when they say the AFC is tough this year, man. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> it is significantly higher scored than the NFC. The AFC scored 285 points to the NFC's 243 whoever's coming out of the AFC are you going to see them as battle hardened or do you see them as beaten up I don't know I think it's almost beaten up I look battle tested to me is a little bit like I think battle tested works in like for us in college basketball when the leagues are so much different or whatever when you're playing NFL football yeah the AFC is better than the NFC but it's you're facing a good team and no matter, you could be facing the Houston Texans or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a good football team because they're professionals. It's just varying levels. So I just think no matter who, to get to the Super Bowl, you have to be battle tested, no matter what league you're coming out of. And I just think to run that gauntlet in the AFC, I, it's going to be really, really difficult. Whoever gets the bye is really going to have a big edge. I think the Bills obviously are the favorite right now. And you look at a team like them, for example, if they want to make a Super Bowl, it's going to be really hard playing three straight weeks against. I mean, you could conceivably have a, a lineup of playing like the Ravens in the wild card round, the Chiefs in the second round, come back and play the the Chargers in the, in the AFC Championship, something like that. Some combination of just these great teams back to back to back. When you look at that, and, and I looked at my power rankings this way too, the seven teams from the AFC are getting in. There's more than seven good teams. There's more than seven playoff quality teams in the AFC. There's about two or three really, really good teams that aren't going to make it. Probably could be a 10-win AFC West team, something like that. Whereas the AFC or the whereas the NFC, we're going to be looking around saying, is there seven? Do we have who's our seventh seed here? So I just think getting out of the AFC is going to be so difficult. Where if you look at a team, let's say the Buccaneers out of the NFC, maybe they have a little easier path. They're still going to be ready, ready for whatever the AFC has to bring in the Super Bowl, but they would have such a much easier easier path. And I'd rather be in the NFC side this year for sure. I mean, the yeah. Chargers, the Chargers yeah. missed. Look, are you saying about good teams missing the postseason? I mean, the Chargers yeah. missed the postseason last year. And another thing you said about, I mean, the schedule so tough. I mean, the Chiefs went to overtime in two of the three of their playoff games. They went to overtime against the Bills. Mm -hmm. And the Bengals, and then, and then you've got to go and play a Super Bowl if you get there. I imagine that the AFC playoffs, the you could see another two, two, three games going to overtime quite easily. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and all these, yeah. If you if we're about right on our projections, and it's you know the Bills, the Ravens, the the Bengals are in the Colts. I think the Colts are pretty good with Matt Ryan. There, as long as Matt Ryan's not totally dust. Every single team in the AFC West, any combination of those two teams, you're right. And we could end up watching, hey, there were uh, of the however many of the six AFC playoff games, four of them went to overtime. It, it wouldn't even shock me. That's how close these teams are going to be. That's a, It's just a battle royal in their conference, and especially the AFC West. I mean, I don't think I've seen a better division ever. I, and I've been 
watching football since I was, you know, five, six years old, I'm four, five now. I don't think I've ever seen a, a better division from one through four, especially when you talk about the quarterbacks in the division and the star power around the quarterbacks. It's you, you look at, I, unless all four AFC West teams make it, I mean, somebody in that division is going to be a really good team to get left out of the playoffs. It, it's yeah. The AFC is just a gauntlet this year. Yeah. L- looking at those kind of division rankings then the, the AFC West scored 91 points, the second best, the AFC North with 78. Yeah. Like there was quite, right. there's quite a difference between the West and anything else. Three divisions in the NFC scored in the fifties. The AFC South scored in the 40s. That stinks. It is what it is. I'm glad we're playing against them this year. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. So and looking you're, at... And you look and it's like, I mean, what other division have we ever seen where, I know you guys would agree, Mahomes is a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, to me, is a, a sure Hall of Famer. Yep. Justin Herbert's on that path. We don't know. I mean, he's early, but his first two years have been as good mm-hmm. as Marino or any other two years any but quarterback has had. And if Derek Carr is your worst quarterback in the division... Who just threw for four thousand some yards and adds Devontae Adams? Who I, I it's it's pretty crazy to think of all the star power in one division. Well, look, looking at the division, then the Raiders. So you had the Raiders eighteenth in the power rankings. I found that quite low. I was thinking with Devontae Adams added, like Car. Uh, we mock Car a bit because hey, it's fun to mock <laughs> Car, but right, right. He, he's still. <laughs> in the top half of the league in quarterbacks, I would suggest. And to have Adams, Waller and Renfro to throw to, man, that, that's not a bad receiving core there. And then they add um, Chandler Jones and you've got Max Crosby and Chandler Jones mm-hmm. as a pass rush. That, that's a pretty handy combination. Why? How come you had them so low down? Yeah, and, and I thought about them a lot. They're one of the teams when I was doing these previews, I was like, this is a 10-win team. They should have beat the Bengals, or at least gone to overtime against the Bengals in a wildcard round, and we all love the Bengals now. That could have easily flipped. They added, like you said, Devontae Adams. <laughs> they added Chandler Jones. How could I rank this team and not even in the top half of the league? I, I get it. I totally get mm-hmm. it. But then you look back at the Raiders' season, they won a lot of close games. That usually doesn't carry over year to year. And it just seemed like one of those teams that got a lot of breaks later on. Later on. But I, I, go, I keep going back and forth. I also respect the heck of what they did last year. They dealt with so much adversity and to keep coming and coming and coming. And even that last game against the Chargers when Justin Herbert just wouldn't go away and they ended up winning at the last play of overtime. I, I respect this Raiders team and I hated to put them that low, but I think realistically you have to, the, the competition in AC West, I just they see their, them as the fourth best team. And if you're the fourth best team in your division, how high can I rank you? And the funny thing is, when you rank a lot of these teams, you have some team's going to have a problem with being 18. <laughs> Whoever I put down there is going to have a problem with it. So the Tennessee Titans would say, we're the number one seed in the AFC last year. How can we be 18? I mean, whoever it's going to be. So I just had to put the Raiders that low, even though I, I got a, I got a feeling that they might be we got one guy. We didn't even mention the name, Josh McDaniels, yeah. Josh McDaniels. Look, he was a disaster of a head coach in Denver. Terrible. I covered him. I was there. I covered the Broncos every day and he was awful but he's had a lot of time learned from his mistakes i don't think anybody would argue he is an offensive genius he's going to make Derek carr better and you talked about waller and even the running game jacobs and all these guys they got Kenyon drake and, and white their rookie he's going to have that offense humming and yeah maybe the raiders are, are that team that's just gonna stick it to me and say 18 we're we're a top 10 team come look at this um, so where are their weaknesses then? What what's going to let the Raiders down? I see offensive line yep. a lot. 
is that going to be like their Achilles heel? Yeah, offensive line is just not good. I mean, they, they have a lot of questions other than Colton Miller, their left tackle, who is good. I don't know if he's prime Anthony Munoz or anything. He's a good player. I don't know if he's great to carry a whole line with him. That's really where they're going to have to kind of scheme uh, to kind of just keep Carr on his feet, basically. They might not be able to run the offense they want to if that offensive line can't protect. And then defensively, I just think, they're not great in the middle of the interior line. Their linebackers have always been a work in progress. Their cornerback uh, isn't great. Like I, I just, I think it's a mediocre defense and that's okay. If you're, if your offense is top five, you can go a long way with a mediocre defense. You, you guys know this. So mm-hmm. I, maybe that, maybe that can happen for them, but I just have a, a few too many questions about the Raiders other than the, the, the great stars they brought in and uh, the two pass rushers. You Look, defensively, you can go a long way with two pass rushers too. Like, I mean, if, if you got two guys coming off the edge and both double-digit sack guys, it, it helps an entire defense. But, yeah, that's right. I have questions about the, the Raiders. Um, I think as a Chiefs fan, sorry, Neil, I think as a Chiefs fan, you always feel like you can outscore, the, well, anybody. But this mm-hmm. year is a little bit different, whereas we're not sure kind of what to expect. But you'd still like to think, I think when we look at the rankings coming against like Russell Wilson or Herbert, you, uh, it might be a bit tighter this year, but you'd still like to think you could outscore the Raiders. So I'm kind of with you there having them at the bottom, but I'm not so sure when you say, <laughs> I just, I don't know where we're at on offense. So, but I'd like to think we could outscore the Raiders. Yeah, for sure. To, going on to the Broncos then, um, is Russell Wilson enough? Like last year, you kind of felt they were a quarterback away from being a really good team. They've got a quarterback now. I, I saw in, in your Broncos preview, like you mentioned the Super Bowl a few times as kind of like a value bet. It's not beyond the realms of possibility. Really? It's really not. I, I mean, I'm based in Denver, but trust me, I'm no Broncos fan. I keep it impartial. I didn't grow up here or anything. So, but the, the excitement here in Colorado is so incredible for this season. And I get it. I, like you said, they've always seemed like they're a quarterback away. Their other pieces are in place. Now, I will say, I think their defense is a little overrated. We, we like to, for some reason, we're still thinking of the Broncos as this like really, really good defensive team. And they're fine on defense, but they're not great anymore. They're not, uh, you know, Von Miller's gone. A lot of those pieces from 2015 are long gone. This is not a great defense anymore, but it's good. It's, it's, it's perfectly good enough. And then you look at the guys around Russell Wilson, you know, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Albert O at tight end. Their offensive line's not bad. It's, it's middle of the road. Two good running backs. They have everything you need on offense. And then you add Russell Wilson, who by the end of last year was just fine. Look, his struggles, everybody knew he struggled coming back off the finger injury, but he was just fine by the end of the year. Go back and look at his past few games. He was really, really efficient. The Russell Bold. He looks good in camp from everything I've heard from people out here. So you know, why not a Super Bowl? I mean, you look and this team does give off a lot of 2020 Buccaneers vibes where they had a really good team. And then they added a, a hall of fame quarterback. Not to say Russell Wilson's Tom Brady, but he's an elite guy. And Russell has something to prove. I, I think that he really soured on Seattle and how they used him and, and their whole run first mentality. And now he has a coach who's saying, this is your offense. We're going to build this thing around you, Russ. I think he likes that. I think he kind of, he said, he says all the right things because he's Russell Wilson. But I think he wants to stick at the Seattle a little bit and say, look, you guys, we could have won multiple Super Bowls if you just trusted me a little bit more. So I think he's going to have a big season. I, I, don't, I don't know that necessarily that I picked up all odds being equal to make the Super Bowl, but the odds are still pretty good on them. A tough division, obviously, but it's a pretty good team. If Russell Wilson is the Russell Wilson we expect him to be. 
what does an offense built around Russell Wilson look like then? What is what is he good at? A, a lot of a lot of deep passes downfield. A lot of him making things happen. He's never been great in short intermediate game guy. Like that's just not. It's really never been him. But he's a big play guy. And boy, the big plays have been missing in Denver for a long time. This string of quarterbacks. And you know, I mean, you look at go back and look at Drew. Somebody tweeted a, a few weeks ago all of Drew Locke's deep passes from last year, and it's. Idiots. It is like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what are we doing? And now you're going to see Cortland Sutton having a, a ball drop right in a bread basket because that's what Russell does. He's going to create huge plays for this offense. And that that backs up the safeties. They have to all of a sudden, hey, if we're not playing deep, Jerry Judy might beat us over the top and Russ can hit him. We we have to respect that. That opens up running lanes for Melvin Gordon, for Javante Williams. Uh, they're two backs. So it's not just Russell Wilson passing 50 times a game. That's not necessarily what it's going to be, but it is going to be an offense that caters to his strengths, has him pass a lot more than he did in Seattle, and has him you know, really creating those big plays that have lacked. Um, the Chargers. You actually had the Chargers and the Broncos ranked relatively close. I think Broncos were, what, 10 or 11, and the Chargers were at 8? 8, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> The charges. I know. Be, I know. <laughs> the, the charges are stacked. Like yeah. you look at the roster and you go, "Shit." Um, <laughs> is it? I've got written down in my notes here. Is it fair to hold twenty years of repeated yeah. failure against them? I know. I know. And it's hard. It's it's hard for me logically to sit here. Look, it's hard for me to sit here and say that the the there's this Chargers curse or whatever because whatever happened in. You know, 2005, I think it was, or 2006, it was, you know, they fumbled away the, the, the interception, Marlon McCree, I think it was. That, that has nothing to do with the 2022 Chargers. What happened, Phil Rivers 10 years ago, has nothing to do with the 2022 Chargers. It's a new coach. It's all new players. It's I don't know who the longest tenured Charger even is at this point, but it can't be more than a few years. But every year they're disappointing. Every year they find ways to lose games they shouldn't lose. It's just this weird thing with this franchise. So it's hard for me because I just look at that. Like you just said, you look at this roster and you are like, Justin Herbert might be one B to Patrick Mahomes pretty soon. Uh, he is really, really good. He has some great receivers to throw the ball to good running back in Austin Eckler. They've turned the offensive line into a strength. They used to be a weakness. It's a strength. Now it's, it's top 10 offensive line. And that defense, you add Khalil Mack and all of a sudden, Joey Bosa is not getting double teamed every down. Derwin James, who I, I respect the heck out of, they're, they're all pro safety. Everything is in place for the Los Angeles Chargers. But yet, I'm still sitting here just kind of like you, like, how are they going to find a way to screw this up? How is this going to get screwed up for the Chargers? What do you think Adam Mack does to Bosa's sack numbers? Like, are they both double digit sacks? I wonder. I, I just, I think one of them is going to benefit. And I assume at least early in the year, teams are going to say, all right, Khalil, we want to see you beat us because we're not going to let Joey beat us. We're we're still pushing our protection to that side. We're going to chip him. We're going to do all this stuff. And if all of a sudden Khalil Mack has you know five sacks through three games, and then it's like, oh, okay, what do we do now? I <laughs> it could end up being a very very uh, advantageous relationship for both of those guys. And like you said, both could be in double digits. I think Joey Bosa has an excellent chance to have a monster year. He hasn't had that huge huge year yet. Not that TJ Watt twenty sack season yet. That could be coming for him. He's always had the talent, and but he's never had much help. And now he's got a guy on the other side who, if he plays well early in the year, team's going to have to respect him too. Maybe that opens up things for Joey Bosa. I, I think that, again, first of all, you're going to have to say, okay, we're going to let Khalil Mack prove that he can bounce back from kind of a down year with the Bears. 
but once he does, I think it's going to open things up for both of them. And I think, I think both end, I think you're right. I think both end up with double digit stats. I'm relieved um, we've got an O line to play with this year. <laughs> it oh, seems yeah, like yeah, a good definitely. year to have invested yeah, in O line no, with what our division yeah. have done. But yeah. I mean, that, that team's scary. I feel like they can beat you on both sides of the ball. So I think we've got them relatively early, haven't we, Neil? Is it week? Yeah, week two, two or three. Week two, the first, yeah, the first week, game. Week, two, yeah. week, here for us, week anyway. Two. I don't know about you guys, but yeah, Amazon Prime is. Uh, yeah, I have Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was, it's, it's kind of going to be a big deal here when people figure out it's not on, you know, normal NFL Network or yeah. normal TV um, out there. How long do you think before Justin Herbert's contract is done? Is that like an end of this season kind of thing? I think he's eligible if I got my. Um, my math right right at the end of the season and you know and that's here's the thing about the chargers and the way they built this off season they went out and just said you know what we got one year left for you got to pay this guy let's go spend a ton of money on jc jackson the cornerback from the Patriots. let's go spend a ton of money to retain mike williams let's spend a ton of money and picks to get khalil mack i think that's perfect because like you said at the end of the season it gets done right away i think that he i think he ends up being the highest paid player of all time just because that's where contracts go right like he's he's going to be next in line if he, he has a season we think he can have he will then surpass whoever is at that point the top guy he will be the highest paid player of all time and that's ha- and that's coming i assume after right after this season as soon as they can do it and that means a lot less flexibility you can't go out and sign a jc jackson anymore you probably lose a mike williams in free agency instead of resigning him so this is the Chargers' window right now to, to really load up and make a run at it. We had um, Therese on the podcast, um, obviously, a few years back, and he, he always used to talk about the happy tax. Um, do you think that will come to pay eventually for the Chargers? Like, we won our Super Bowl in our window and potentially should have had a couple more. But obviously, it feels like this season and with things that have happened with Tyreek, it feels like our happy taxes come to pay. <laughs> right. Do you think eventually that will catch up with the Chargers with the way they're building their roster? It's a great line from, from yeah, yeah, my late buddy Therese. Uh, that, and I, I don't know, we'll see how the Chargers season goes, but if it goes as well as it could, yeah, then it's hard. It's just hard in, the, in any sport, really, especially ones with a salary cap, because once you win a title, everybody wants theirs, right? Everybody, hey, okay, mm-hmm. now... You know, Tyreek's a great example of, okay, I've had success here. I've won a ring. Now I want to be the $25 million receiver. And it gets hard in a salary cap league to keep everybody, especially when you're paying your quarterback 50 million a year. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what he's going to end up getting. It could be in, in that. So mm-hmm. yes, if the Chargers had the kind of season that that's their ceiling, which is a Super Bowl, their ceiling is a Super Bowl, then yeah, it's going to get re- even tougher on them. And, and that starts with the Herbert contract. What's the Chargers flaw then if the Super Bowls are seeing? I mean, it's a team that missed the playoffs, right? Like we that had like I don't think they're gonna be some four-win team. There's no way unless mm-hmm. Herbert gets hurt early on, but they missed the playoffs last year. And we just talked about how good the AFC is. Let's say the Raiders with Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones are just as good as they were last year, and they're a 10-ish win type of team. Let's say the the Patriots, I have a lot of respect for the Patriots. Everybody's burying the <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I've done that too many years. You guys remember when the Chiefs just beat the heck out of them on that Monday night, like four yeah. years or whatever. I buried them. I said the Patriots dynasty's over. I wrote it, all that. No, end up winning a Super Bowl. That's so I don't bury the Patriots anymore. The Dolphins might be better. The Ravens, I think, bounce back. Yeah. The Browns, who knows what the Browns are going There's so many teams that you can say that about in the AFC that we talk about. A good team is going to left, get left out of the playoffs. Maybe it is the Chargers. They have six games against the Chiefs, Broncos, and Raiders. Like that, that's not easy. They have a tough road and miss it. If they were to miss the playoffs this year, let's say they win even nine games, which would be a decent season for most teams, but you go nine and eight and miss the playoffs with this team, with this roster, 
whew, that would be really, really rough for them to swallow. Yeah. So that, that leaves one team in the division, being the Chiefs. <laughs> um, so before we started recording, we were just having a, a brief chat there. My concerns about the Chiefs are pretty much all on defense. Mm-hmm. I, I struggle to see where the pass rush is coming from. It's uh, potentially two rookies starting in the secondary, maybe even three if Cook makes, if they play like three safeties and he makes a third safety one there. Um, Linebacker depth, once you get beyond Willie Gay and Nick Bolton, looks pretty thin. I've got written here, is Patrick and Andy enough? Uh, I suppose that's the crux of the question. You've got two Hall of Famers there. Is that enough for the Chiefs, or or is can you give me some kind of hope here uh, that the defense is going to be better than I think it is? And I, I wanted to start there because l- let me let me put out the best case scenario for the defense. Why not? It's not ba- it's not bad to add some new blood, and they have two first round picks this year starting on defense, or at least I assume they're going to start. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. I think Carl Aftis is is kind of a a perfect guy to come in and have a big impact right away. Plays going to play a ton of snaps. Plays both sides, he, or, you know, both the run and the pass really well. Just a good motor guy. I like him for the defense. By all accounts, we've heard, you know, Frank Clark's in his unbelievable shape. He, we know at his peak, he's a good player. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones is Chris Jones, great player. Mm-hmm. A lot of speed between between Gay and Bolton at linebacker. I mean, a couple of former second-round picks. These, these guys could run. They can get after you. And then I worry about the loss of leadership with Tyron Matthew. He is such a – he just – he was a guy who was kind of the heartbeat of their defense and a great player. And, but Justin Reed is that type of player too. He, I don't think it's a huge downgrade, especially at this point in their careers. And then if McDuffie comes in, if he plays well right away, you could start telling yourself a story where a lot of these guys are first, second, third round picks on defense. There is talent there. I I don't, I don't know necessarily that this chiefs defense is going to be top 10 or anything, but could they be top, you know, between 11 and 16 top half of the league right there? If everything comes together, these rookies play well right away. Yes, and and the second part of it is is Andy and Patrick enough? It probably is. It's I mean they're it's hard to get that bad when you're when you have a Hall of Fame coach and a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's how far are you really ever going to slip in one year without? I mean, aside from years where you have bad luck injury wise and all that. Even though I'm going to be you know I'm going to be probably picking the Chargers win the division. Just probably more just being a contrarian than anything else. But I fully re- recognize that we could get here by January and I could be like. How dumb was I to bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> like these guys are two of the best who have ever done it. And as much as I, the Tyreek, I didn't agree with the Tyreek trade. I thought they should look. They should have just said, you know what? Yeah, we might oh, lose Tyreek at some point, but we're chasing the Super Bowl, and he's one of the top five receivers in the league. We got to still go for this. I don't really trust Marcus Valdez Scambling. I don't trust Juju. I don't trust Michael Hardman. But Patrick Mahomes is going to make some of these guys better. So yeah, I, I think she's definitely have enough where you, you could tell yourself a story that the offense is just as good as always because Patrick Mahomes is going to make them that way. The defense takes a step forward, and I feel really, really dumb by January for not picking them <laughs> the window division. Um, okay, I, I feel a little better after that, yeah. Um, you're, you're number one team in the ranking. Spoilers for everybody. It's, oh, yeah. But it's, it's, look, it's, I know you guys beat them last year, but the Buffalo Bills are – you look at this roster up and down and it is, there's a good argument to be made. This could be the number one offense and the number one defense in the NFL this year. Like they, they were the number one defense last year. You guys saw Josh Allen in the playoffs. I mean, he is, 
just a superstar already on that Mahomes Herbert level. So yeah, the Bills. I and I have a soft spot. Like I had a soft spot for the Chiefs. I was rooting for you guys to win a Super Bowl because I know I've been Arrowhead a ton of times. You guys are good fans. It it just the Chiefs are a fun team to root for, and in the same way, I think the Bills are a fun team to root for. That that city deserves a championship. Those fans are great, and they have a team to do it now. They are loaded at every single position. And uh, and again, I know you guys. Hey, I, one of the greatest games I've ever seen last year in the playoffs. You guys got them, but. This Bills team is back, and I think that they use that as a chip on their shoulder to make the next the next step. And I I, I will be picking them to win the Super Bowl, like pretty much every single other uh, NFL observer will be. I I have a list here, right? And I have at the top of it mentally questionable. So, of the ten NFL teams that had the easiest twenty twenty one schedules, and the Bills had the easiest in the league. Mm-hmm. Only three went under their projected win totals: the Bills, the Browns, and the Broncos. Um, I then have Flat Track Bully, which is a cricket reference, and Chokers, <laughs> which is another cricket reference. So the South African cricket team, how good's your knowledge on South African cricket? I, I do not know. I can't, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I'm reading too much South African cricket over here in Denver. So, I know that. In, in the mid-90s, they had a fantastic team stacked with top-quality players, and they found ways to lose, which you wouldn't have imagined. Uh, and they the type if you actually google south african cricket and then put a c in after that the next thing that comes up is chokers that's the first (laughs) suggestion (laughs) because they got this reputation for losing either the big games or to teams they just shouldn't lose to so the bills last season they played five teams who had a winning record at the time that they played them and they went two and three in those games Mm -hmm. And one of the two they won was against Miami in week two. They went 0-6 in seven-point games or less. They lost 9-6 to the Jags. I absolutely, <laughs> I I, which I, it's still one of the most baffling I, games I've seen in years. I, I can't say that without laughing. And they lost to the Patriots when the Patriots only threw three passes. <laughs> right, 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 which is an unbelievable game. I'll tell you this. I, I said this, and I, I believe this, because I – originally come from near green Bay and I know what it's like to live in a Denver too. I know what it's like to live in a city that just breathes football every day, every day this season, those guys are going to feel that pressure every day. Those bills are going to feel the pressure from the people in Buffalo. It's like the TNC Chiefs did for years of those fans wanting to, to break the 50 year drought. The bills fans want this so bad. It's not like LA Rams. The LA Rams just blend in LA. They're just in LA. Like nobody even cares about the Rams most of the year. People in Buffalo live for bills football. That puts a lot of pressure on their shoulders, and it's it's not always easy. Like, look, the, I think it, I think if the Bills su- don't give up that pass to Kelsey with four seconds left or whatever it was, I think the Bills win a Super Bowl easily. I, and I think we we'd all agree on that. They were ready to do it. I think whoever won that, you know, I don't think they would have lost to the Bengals at home anyway. Maybe, but we don't know. But I'm just trying to say that these coin flip games could go either way, and then we build these narratives, right? Like, we're, oh, they're chokers. If I but there's something to be said about mentally. Like you get to the point where you're like all the pressure of the world is on us right now to win a Super Bowl. Anything less would not be good enough for the Buffalo bills. That's a lot of, that's a lot of baggage to carry into a season. So is, is not winning a Super Bowl a failed season for them this year? Though? That's a really great question. I, and I wonder like for me on the outside looking in, no, if they make an AFC championship game, lose a hard fought game to the chiefs, let's say, I would say that that's, that's a good season. You're one of the four best teams in the NFL. You, you just lost a, to a good Chiefs team, whoever it is, if you make a Super Bowl, I would say there, there's an accomplishment making a Super Bowl, even if you lose. 
I do not think Buffalo Bills fans would feel that way. Uh, they've mm-hmm. they remember losing those four in a row. They when you've never experienced it, it's just hard to look. I'm a, again, I was born in Milwaukee, right? Like so, I'm a big Bucks fan. I know you guys probably follow the NBA too. But the Bucks who made the finals two years ago, last year actually, 2021. If they would have lost those sons of the NBA finals, I wouldn't have been like, hey, great season, guys. I'd have been crushed. <laughs> I'd have been crushed. I can look at it from the outside in and say, yeah. making a championship's cool. Like, that's a great season. I think if Bills fans, if they don't win a Super Bowl this year with the, being the favorite, having Josh Allen, I, I think that they would be disappointed, as, as rough as that is, to go into the season with those expectations. That, that's I, why I was so I, nervous. Sorry, for the 49ers. I, sorry, that's why I was so nervous for the 49ers right. Super Bowl, was because you can get that monkey off your back. For Mahomes Forever. straight away, mm-hmm. he he's won the Super Bowl mm-hmm. now. He's done it. That pressure's off. If we hadn't won that one, that pressure just progressively builds each year and each year. Like it, you is don't that know when the window closes? You would never know when the window. Yeah, closes. I mean Josh Allen can't be too far away from. Actually, no, he got his forty odd million, didn't his, he? Yeah, yeah, he got yeah. he got a big deal too. So, but you never know. I mean, just it could come and go. I, I listed in the Chiefs preview actually of all these teams who we think Patrick Mahomes is going to go on to four or five, six more Super Bowls. I, you know, I grew up as a Packers fan. I thought Brett Favre was going to go back to a ton of Super Bowls. I, when the Packers, in 2010, if you told me that was Aaron Rodgers' last Super Bowl, like what? Or Russell Wilson or Dan Marino or all these guys we think are just going to win and win and win. Sometimes it doesn't happen that way, even if they're great players, just because the NFL is a really hard league to win. In. I remember when we had Terez on the first time, it was the week after Mahomes had signed his new contract. And I asked him, how many Super Bowls does Patrick Mahomes need to win to make this good value contract? And he said two, maybe three. And it's so tough. It's yeah. tough. It's tough to win one. It is. And that's, Drew Brees is another guy who I, I think is an unbelievable player all time. And you look at, and maybe you could say like, oh, you only won one Super Bowl. Yeah, you know how hard it is to win one Super Bowl? Ask the New York Jets. Ask the Chicago Bears. Ask a, you know, all these teams who have never won. Detroit Lions, like they would take one. <laughs> they would. It's, it is very hard to win a championship in the NFL. Very, very hard. Do you have a dark horse from the AFC who isn't necessarily on anyone's radar who could sneak through there, kind of like the Bengals did last year? The only team I could really think that would be. I, I think everybody's on the Chargers by now. I think everybody, maybe the Colts, just because I don't think anybody puts them in that top tier. But if Matt Ryan plays like he did. And he doesn't. He's not going to be an MVP again. Not like that. But if he plays like he did most of his years with Atlanta, they could make a, a run. I'll say this again. I can't. I can't kick dirt on the Patriots yet. I just they find ways to win, and it's because their their coach is unbelievable. I know everybody hates him, but he's an unbelievable coach. So if I had to pick one team that everybody's going to be surprised, it might be the Patriots, just because I think everybody's down on them going into the season, and I'm not. Very good, Tom. Have you got anything else to ask? No, I just wanted to go back to, to the build, really. Like, I, I know we talked about uh, you do your rankings going back just after the draft. Do you read anything into the stuff that you see come out of camp? I mean, we we're just talking about the Bills. They've got fans throwing stuff. I, I know we talk about the, the their fans being really excited. They're throwing stuff at their players as they're going down the tunnel. The players themselves are having fights. Um, you know... Is there anything to read into that, or is it just the way that kind of the media's managed? I, you know, obviously you you'll have been sure. to the camps, I imagine, and you see it. Is is it is it more just how it's reported, or uh, does this honestly, does this happen everywhere? I, I honestly, the only thing I pay attention to is major injuries. The other stuff, we look. Mm-hmm. I've been out as a beat writer of those training camps, and it's hot and it's long days, and you need things to write about and everything gets overblown. Not necessarily that you're trying to do it, but just 
It's the interesting thing of the day. And then it, it catches wildfire. So I really truly don't take much stock in much. I hear from camp. Sometimes when they're playing sky Moore is doing unbelievably, I'm like, oh, okay, that that's interesting for me to know. He's got a rapport with Mahomes, something like that. But mostly I just try to block out the noise. Cause there's a lot of noise out there in training camp time. Hmm. Okay. okay we, we're pretty much out of time here now. Uh, as our wonderful 40 minute zoom, there's less than one minute to go. Frank, thank you very much for your time. It's yeah, much appreciated. Um, on your whatever, we, what day are we today? Wednesday, two o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon for you. Um, I'm yeah. sure you had better things to be doing than chatting with oh, us. It was a lot of fun. Really this appreciate you coming on. I, I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun talking ball. I can't wait for the season to start. Uh, look, sun, Sunday, six o'clock, Chiefs, Bears. <laughs> look, you can't, just can't, can't wait to play against the Bears. How bad is that? <laughs> okay, right. Thanks very much, Frank. We appreciate your time. Thanks Thank for being you. on. Okay, so we just had the pleasure of 40 minutes of Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports Company. Um, Tomo, what did you think? Yeah, um, wicked wicked to hear from Frank. I mean, I think I speak for both of us when I say, this, it, uh, apart from obviously our Heads Abroad podcast, that's, that, their podcast is like our favourite podcast to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a natural pro- progression. You know, started listening with Trez and Charles and obviously Charles has continued that podcast and that's something that's obviously close to our hearts and it's it's just great to have it's great of frank to kind of follow in their footsteps and and come on the our heads abroad podcast we respect their guys opinions immensely and it's really nice to hear him kind of ease some of the worries about the chiefs that we had yeah i mean i liked his best case scenario for the defense um that did make me feel a little better um yeah it was a bit weird wasn't it because i i think your concerns with the defense, whereas mine's with the offense. So yeah. <laughs> between us, we've either got a really good team or oh, we're awful. or a terrible team. Like we haven't really been able to speak about about the off season moves. And obviously, for me, I wouldn't have traded Tyreek. I, I no, wouldn't. Have done I it. would. So, I yeah. Would. See, see, this is where it all differs, and I feel like I'm in the minority. And to hear Frank say he wouldn't have either. Has, no, has yeah, he was on your he was on the team. Because no. all I've heard yeah. is. The Chiefs are in a better position, blah, 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 blah. But... I'm, I'm not sure I'd say we're in a better position, but I don't think we had a great deal of choice. And because of that, we did quite well to get what we got out mm. of the trade. I think we did. But you can't... What I don't... The one thing, you get what... We got what we got. I'd have yeah. preferred... I, I, I think we should have been getting a pick inside the top 15 minimum, simply because you cannot find a guy like Tyreek Hill. He's one of the most unique players in the league and we've let him go for I don't know what the picks ended up. I can't even remember. It was like what what do we have? Two first, two picks a, in the twenties. First, a second and a yeah. fourth this year and a fourth and a sixth next year. But the year, first round like pick that. was it was low, right? Really? Uh it was about twenty twenty one somewhere. No, twenty 20, yeah. 29, there, 20, we, we were picking yeah. 29 and 30, weren't yeah. we? Th- yeah, 29 and 30. Yes, and then, and then we, and then we trade, traded yes, up. We traded, we up, traded up to 21. 20s. I just, I, I don't know. For me, uh, the way the money is, we, we talked about it there with with teams stacking their teams and, and really loading up to beat the Chiefs. And, and who knows, right? Yeah, maybe maybe it, it, it all pays off and I'm not... I understand why they've did it. I'm not angry about it. It's just not what I'd have done personally. Um, I think you could have signed him to that deal and backloaded it and moved money around like we're doing anyway. And 
I think you'd have been fine. I think it's better the devil you know. I think we're hoping we traded up for McDuffie. Like mm-hmm. no cornerback has been drafted in first round in twenty years with his lack of size. And then we've got a, a defensive coordinator who all he talks about is size and loves to play press. I, I'm not sure Carl Loftus was their first choice. I think he'll actually end up being really good for the Chiefs, but simply because we're so desperate for someone to play that many snaps, I think he's going to work out. But was he their first choice? I I, I don't know. I, I, I just still wonder whether they were going to try and get Jameson Williams because... The dude wore red. We heard so many. Mm-hmm. He was wearing red on draft day. He had a face like a slapped ass when he got drafted. <laughs> and but you, I you just would as well if Chiefs... you'd been picked by the Lions. Like you got. Oh, yeah, Jesus but I Christ. just wonder whether the Chiefs said we're going to go and get him. I, I don't know. It, it's just the whole thing. I find a bit weird. Like Sky Moore might be great, but it, you've got rid of Tyreek because you don't want to pay him that hefty contract. I get that, but then you get Juju on a one-year deal. I mean, we got him. We got Juju before, but you got Juju on a one-year deal. Like. Best case scenario, he's great for us. And then you've got to pay him. And then you've got Memvs on a two-year deal. And you're going to lose him unless you keep him. Uh, uh, or you're going to have to pay him again. And then you've got You would Stone imagine Moore. they're going to draft receivers on a pretty regular basis. Like, top you three do, rounds. You do, but you're still going to be picking in the 20s and you're only going to have one pick. Uh, you know, mm. uh that that for me that was an opportunity. I know you can't replace Tyreek, but you could have replaced him with one of those. I just wonder who was their who was their guy? Like who was their guy? Like could they not have gone up and got their receiver, the one that they wanted? And maybe they didn't want one. I just I just find it strange. And like we saw the Packers with Aaron Rodgers just not putting enough weapons around. And I'm not saying the Chiefs haven't. They've tried. They've put Juju and MVS. I just I don't know. I I. My expectations are pretty low for MVS, if I'm totally honest. And Juju, I think will be good, but we've got him on a one-year deal, and then you're going to have to pay him. I just... McCall, I'm totally out on. I, I, I'm i not buying any of this off-season hype, <laughs> literally at all. I put it in the WhatsApp group last night, Sick. and I've had no reply, because you guys Sick. are really hyped up about him. The second he comes up against McDuffie, he's absolutely bagged. I... I the... Hardman has a role in the offense. He has a skill set that Andy can make use of, which he did well yep, towards the back totally end of last agree. season. But he's not he's not going to be wide receiver one. But if you're not expecting him to be wide receiver one... People are, though, could Neil. Be, I don't, well, that's Valdez Scantling, isn't it? Or Juju. They're one and two. I mean, realistically, Travis yes, Kelsey's oh, oh, wide yeah. receiver one. To- yeah, totally. But people think, people think Hardman's going to be... Like routing people up this year, and it's it's not going to happen. It's no, not going to happen. He's going to be the same guy. He's going to he's going to he's going to fumble the ball, and occasionally he's going to take a jet sweep for thirty yards. That that's what he is. Like you can't expect that from him. Like any more from him, in my opinion. I'll be proved wrong. I'd love to be proved wrong. Just don't see it. Fair and that's enough. where my concerns come in. The running back room is is. If I'm totally yeah. honest, I'm going to call it hot trash. <laughs> I think it's terrible. I think the whole thing is terrible. You, my only are you, are you not buying the Pacheo? Yeah, a seventh round, seven round rookie is currently the most hyped guy out of that room. That is a major concern. And I hope he's good because I really like him and I'm going to get on that train early. I, I, I hope he's wicked. I, I just, man, I'm just scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love us to run the ball this year more, but I just, with who? Who's running the ball? Hmm. I, uh, I, 
And then you... Last year looked disjointed at times. This year, it could look really good or it could look really bad. Like, really bad, in my opinion. Yeah, I... I, I have more faith in the offence because Andy could scheme you and me open. Yeah, so, we drop it, though. <laughs> well, we yeah, we we probably would. Well, like Demarcus yourself, Robinson. Yeah. No, cause I won't run backwards. Um, I'd go forward, but yeah. I have faith that Andy can come up with game plans and plays that make the most of what he's got on offence. Mm. I, I still have questions over us running the ball, but until we do it on a consistent basis, then I'll st- I'm still going to have those questions. I would imagine. Yeah, um, I just that that offensive line is just crying out for someone to just pound at the rock, and yeah. then Patrick Mahomes like that, the the play action style, it's just he could feast off that so much because obviously they're never they're never gonna let. They're never going to sell out to stop the run against the Chiefs. So what? Just keep going. But we've got to get, got to get the right running back. We've seen what a, what a elite running back can do with Patrick Mahomes and what it can mean for this offense. And we've been searching for that ever since. And it's. I just yeah. hope that we can find the guy. We we've just got to find the seventh the round guy. of the draft this year. Pardon? In the seventh round of the draft this year. Yeah, or you could trade for Kareem Hunt, who's on the trade block. It's not going to happen, don't, I know that. I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen, no. But in my dreams, it is going to happen. Yeah, it's nice to dream. It's nice yes, to dream. It is, yeah. Everyone should have a dream. Yeah, Tyreek Hill's still there in my dreams as well. Yeah. It is uh, what it is. At least done. the defence will be fast. That, that's that's my... Yes. I know I know you're concerned about it. I said it last week, and obviously we, we, didn't, we, we didn't get to put it out, but uh, my kind of... The way I look at the defence is at least if they're going to be wrong, they're going to be fast this year like they're going to be yeah, wrong be fast, fast fast chasing down blown coverages yeah that, that, that's daniel not Sorens exactly not there anymore daniel Sorens is not there anymore neil it's fine no, but a, you, you could potentially have mcduffie possibly joshua williams brian cook like the three of them potentially could be starting in the secondary reeds knew he hasn't played with the guys before um th- there's a lot of Question marks there, let's say. See, I'm the total opposite, though. I'm like Reed, Fawnhill, McDuffie, Sneed, Williams, like Gay, but I, I'm kind of, I think we're going to be better defensive than totally honest than last year. And you'd like to think so, because they put, they put some assets into that defense. Like Frank said, oh, there's two first round mm. picks, there's two second round picks, there's Sneed was three, four, four? Fourth. Fourth round pick. Like, They've uh, Thornhill was a second round pick as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they've, was, yeah, so that's that's three third, three second round picks. Um, obviously, headline free agent acquisition is uh, Chris Reed. Jones was a second round Reed, pick. Yeah, there's some serious serious assets that's gone into that defense, and hopefully they'll grow together now. And this is this is a unit that that yeah just grow together and grow into something great. Um, I'm actually kind of okay with the defense. <laughs> it's so funny because it, it, we're just polar opposites. Yeah, should we just should we just merge our thoughts together and then yeah. we've either got a great team or an absolutely garbage one. And I think that that yeah. sums up the Chiefs at the moment, though. We we have no idea what we're about to see this season. No, absolutely um, not. I was looking at our schedule though, and uh, one thing I never said in that interview there, but which I did write down in my notes. 
was we have got to get to the bye week with a winning record. Mm. Um, because after the bye week, we have three out of four at home. And then we have three away games, including away at Cincinnati and away at Denver. Um, so, like, we we then finish the season relatively okay but if we can get to the bye week with a winning record it really sets us up and even if it's four and three yeah. i'm okay with that um yeah it's so weird lot, because uh, for the longest time i was like oh we've got to go like we need to go like a solid six we need to go six and oh six and one like get off to a really hot start and the chiefs because that's what we were used to she's getting off to a hot start hot start but I think you've got to accept that we're probably going to lose some games this season. Like the division is 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 hell, Punch and then the other teams we're playing aren't like cupcakes either. So we're going to take no. we're going to take losses, but it's kind of you've got to hope that you win the right ones. Yeah, div- uh, divisional games crucial. AFC mm-hmm. games crucial. If I'm totally honest, I, I'm I'm and probably get killed for this. I'm not even remotely looking at the one seed i don't care about the one seed you just win the division like if the ones yeah. if, if we happen to win the if we have to you get the one seed via winning the division great i just don't think it's feasible because the teams in our division are too good we're all going to be beating out each other but if we yeah. can win our division then i'll feel like we're you know you're in a really really strong position it doesn't matter what the record is if you know it doesn't matter if it ends up on a tie break with the charges or uh, yeah, it's just going to be the Chargers. They <laughs> deal at one good team at a time, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Just find it. That's all we got to do is just find a way to win that division. Who are your um, teams to go to the playoff centre? If I had to put you on the spot right now, because we haven't talked about this. Oof, I think um, it's too, I honestly think it's too hard because you can you can list off some teams. I genuinely think you'll end up missing someone. Or I'll give you names and you'll go, well, how about these? And you go, yeah, they've got to be an arse. I've missed them. They've got to be in. And you'll keep, you, you, could, you could cycle in so many teams. How many teams go to the playoffs now? Seven? Seven, yeah. So you'd think, I'd go Chiefs, but, Chargers, yep. Bills. Yep. Uh, Colts. I've got to be so careful because you're going to miss someone out. That's really good. If you're not, I'm trying to make sure I do this in one go. Um. Yeah, so it's, it's put me on the spot. I, can't, I, yeah. I don't. I don't hmm. Colts or the Titans, one or the other has to get in. Yeah, probably the Colts. If I'm honest, I think the Titans are due to just just blow up. Yeah, so do I. Um, and then the AFC North: Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Ravens. Bengals, I don't think. Ravens. I don't think the Bengals will be that great this year. If I'm honest. They'll be good. I don't think they'll be that great. Hmm. I think they'll take a step back. I think your divisional winners are, are like the Titans, Bills, Chiefs or Chargers. You're wavering, aren't you? I'm good. Struggling. Was it you last week who was straight up the Chiefs and myself and Owen were... No, so what happened last week was you asked... You asked who's the favourite, I think you asked. And I said the Chiefs because the Chargers have got to beat us. Okay, yeah. yeah. I think it's the Chiefs until the Chargers, Chargers prove us differently. And that might be this yeah. year, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they've got a lot of moving pieces. You talk about the Chiefs having like a lot of 
changes. The Chargers have had a lot of changes as well. You know. Yeah. Good changes for them. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Just trying to look for some positives here. I, I'm all in favour of looking for the positives here. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do we have anything else we want to talk about tonight? Uh, not really. More just how much are we gonna um lean into the in, lean into the preseason? Like, how much can you take out of the preseason? Anything you are looking for to see? What are you looking to see on Saturday? Is it is it players? Because you're not gonna see scheme, right? We're not. No. It's gonna be vanilla. But what's your dream scenario that you see for Saturday, whether it's a player, whether it's the way they do something? I don't know. I'm looking at the running backs. I'm looking at Pachi, Pachico, Pacho, Pachico. Um, Pachico and seeing what he can do. I want to see mm. Juju and Valdez Scantling and see where they're at. Yeah. Um, and then on defense, Carl oh. Loftus. I, I just Did you see him. Um, yeah, I just see it's going to be hard if you're just pl- like running a vanilla defense. It's going to be hard to mm. produce much of anything out of that. So I just want to see how they look first. I want to get a first impression of them on the pitch and see. Yeah. You know, do do I do I like the look of the way they play, the way they approach the game? Mm. Um, do they make any really horrendous mental errors? Yeah. Um, or if they do, do they then kind of bounce back from that and just, you know, short memory, forget about that one, move on to the next kind of thing? Mm. I think I think that's probably what I'm looking for. So I want to see um, Williams. Is it Joshua Williams? Josh Williams, yeah. Yeah, I'm intrigued to see him because he's tall and fast. I want to see kind of be good to see him because I think they see a role for him. So I'm intrigued how much he plays. I think think he's going to play a lot. And then I'm with you. I want to see Pacheco and I want to see Sky Moore because Sky Moore's had a lot of hype. Um, I imagine he'll play a fair bit as well. So it'll be good to see. Good to see. Hopefully he catches everything. And then Obviously, MVS would be good if he could catch everything as well, because there's been a few reports he's dropping a lot in camp, which is obviously a problem he's had. Do you think the ones just play one drive, or do they play the first quarter? I think I I'd be surprised if they play every preseason game. If I'm honest, yeah, like, I think I, I, the last one. Yeah, I could. See, I don't know. I don't even know if they've said this. It wouldn't surprise me if they don't play. Really, I. I mean, maybe they will just because they need to kind of get familiarity in a game scenario. Yeah, I think, but I think, it, I think, I think, I think if this was like a kind of more normal off season, I think, I think the way the NFL is going, that like they hardly play at all, really. Like, I think it's getting to that point where if Mahomes didn't kind of need to get some sort of familiarity with his receivers in a game scenario, I could see a world in which he wouldn't have played. But yeah, I think. Maybe they give him the first quarter. Do you reckon they ramp it up or ramp it that like kind of like let it ease off? Do you think he'll play more on Saturday and then by the third preseason game he's playing less, or do you think it could be a one drive and then a one quarter by the end? I I think the first game they play one quarter. If the if the first drive goes really well and they have like a ten fifteen play touchdown drive, then that's all you'll see of them. 
Mm. I think in the second game, they go through to the half time and maybe the just after half time. Really, just to kind of yeah, just to get the new guys kind of used to like the mm. the way it's all structured and what they do and all the routines and such. And then in the third preseason game, I don't think the ones play at all. Yeah, I just don't think you risk them. At least there's some there's some. I feel like this is the the kind of off season where, like slash preseason where you there are genuine interests in seeing certain players like even though it's not like a major in, interest it is going to be intriguing to see Carl this lineup like what he looks like does he look lean is, does he look massive in comparison to other people like does he look mm-hmm. powerful and then the same with McDuffie obviously we know he's a shorter guy how does he kind of match up in game scenario does he look really small does he look really quick it's, there are just it's it's going to be intriguing I'm I'm excited to kind of see football in Chiefs colours again yeah tell me about it it's been a long time since the end of January yeah it didn't end the best did it no it didn't that left <laughs> a sour taste in the mouth alright yeah yeah okay right I think that's us done for tonight because that's yeah. probably put together an hour and a little bit in a podcast um, Tom out. Thanks for your time as always, man. No, Much appreciated. Um, so, Chiefs Kingdom, we will hopefully be back on a more regular basis now. Ideally, once a week, I think, from our point of view. Um, so, hopefully, we'll be back after we've beaten the Bears, and we'll be looking forward to Washington. I think second preseason game is. So, from one kingdom to another, we'll say goodbye for now. <laughs>